Hello and welcome to DC Legends podcast number nine. And in this podcast, we have a very special podcaster. We have myself, Joel. We have uh, Sophia, community manager. Uh, Sean, the design director. Josh, senior systems designer. Greg, senior systems designer. And, you know, our special guest here today is none other than... Hey guys, it's Ogre Barbarian! Uh, Ogre's here with us at the WBSF Studios. It's going to be a great podcast today, and he's been checking things out and uh, seeing what is kind of coming up. You know, next, and talking with our designers, so this is cool. We've been pulling back the curtain and showing him all the secrets. We also have York in the room, he's one of our producers. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Uh, He he goes by the name Bjork. (laughs) He doesn't, but we'll go with that. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for people who don't know you, can you kind of talk about, like, your standing in the community? Um, You're Um, a Reddit mod, kind of like your... Yeah, I'm a... uh, I'm a moderator on the Reddit. Uh, I also do content creation for both Reddit and YouTube. Uh, I actually started doing all that because I noticed there was a a gap with player understanding of the math behind the game. So I'm kind of a math nerd and accountant, so I kind of started writing because of that, fill that need, and uh, it's just kind of gone skyrocketed for me ever since then. I'm even I'm here even. I mean, like this is pretty awesome for me yeah i mean so. you know us looking at you it's like clearly you know you saw that you were like one of the people in the community who you know profile was very high other people were looking to you talking to you getting answers this sort of thing so you know it's kind of cool to bring you in yeah i'm glad i got this opportunity i'm glad i live so close as a fan of dc and and the games like which characters do you think we really nailed in terms of representation in the game My favorite representation is Lobo. Uh, I like Lobo, too. Lobo's, like, you guys hit him nail on the head there. He cannot die. He's just going to annoy the crap out of you. And, like, honestly, when I was hearing that Lobo was going to come to the game, I was waiting for him to have, like, X amount of turns to just wander off board because you can't (laughs) kill him. So, but the way you guys made it pull off with the mechanics, I really liked that. It was really good. So, and then the reworked Deathstroke, I know, gets a lot of flack. (laughs) But I love the character, and this is the character that we deserved. If ever you wanted to have a villain in the game that people hated, well, you know, Deathstroke's I think, definitely I think we delivered that. that. Like he's a villain. And well, between hate. Lobo and Deathstroke, right? Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's a good combination of villains. Yeah. For the listeners at home, it should be noted: Ogre is wearing a Deathstroke hat. Yes, yes, I, I am he's a huge fan of Deathstroke and a Justice League shirt. Yes. Came in I'm, completely prepared today. I am waiting for Justice League versus Deathstroke and under Roos. <laughs> I don't know if I go that much far. Information. Don't know if I go that far. <laughs> I, I, hey, Superman's putting it back on. <laughs> I know. Hashtag underwear. <laughs> <laughs> on the upside. Mm-hmm. No judgment here. <laughs> and for the record, I really don't know. <laughs> it's part of security. <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out right now. <laughs> Cool. All right. So, um, you know, Sean, you actually wanted to know a bit more, uh, you know, from Ogre's point of view, like, who, like, in the DC Legends game, like, would you want Ogre to create? 
Well, you know, I think there's a bunch of I mean, different characters. I mean, you know, yeah. every every month, you know, we, we bring out our new characters, and every month we're looking at who people are posting, like their most requested and everything. You know, I could throw out some ideas, but I'm curious to hear who you would like to see in the game that you haven't seen, or that, you know, is kind of on your radar. Uh, we could also talk about, you know, hey, if there's brainstorming around ideas for building a character, what would that be like? Yeah. But, like, what what's your top pick? For a character that you like seeing again, Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla. I, I love Grodd as a villain. He's so entertaining just to you know watch what he does. So when you're thinking about Grodd, right? So yeah. When, when I think about Grodd, his mechanics that I would introduce are probably uh, some sort of meter manipulation, meter down kind of stuff. Maybe uh, probably most definitely enrage. Yeah. As a mechanic, because he'll just get in your head and screw you up and you just get enraged and not well, that's, control yourself. That's the great thing about um, Grodd, right? The Grodd covers a lot of ground, right? Because he, does. he is, you know, he's a super genius. Like, uh-huh. By human standards, he's like a super genius, right? He's also got psychic powers, so you can control people's minds, make them do what he wants and everything. And he's, he's still an 800-pound gorilla. Yeah, he's still, I mean, he's like, you know, he makes he makes regular gorillas look wimpy by comparison. Yeah. Like, he's monstrously powerful like, physically. Right. And right. he's kind of a dictator, he's kind of a leader, he like runs his own, you know, crew of nation, you know, depending on where you are in the continuity. Right. But yeah, yeah so I mean he's a he's a tricky one to pull off. So I'm curious, like, you know, do you think he should have a leader skill, for instance? He easily could. Yeah. But at the same time, I could easily see him just having multiple passives to give you the full breadth of his, you know, raw power. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, does he get harder to kill? Does he get stronger? Like what can he do like I could easily see it going either way honestly brains yeah (laughs) so yeah I think with Grodd you gotta have some combination of brains and brawn right Right. some combination of he's you know he's manipulating things making stuff happen turn meter is an interesting way to approach that Mm -hmm. but then he's also gotta deliver you know something where he like he jumps on people and tears their face off right I mean that's and he I think honestly if you uh, look at him he probably would end up with a similar gear set as like Superman or uh, Aquaman or something like that where yeah. he gets mm-hmm. a good chunk of speed and he gets you know a lot of survivability from his and he has kind of a mixed damage set because you can include his physical strength and his mental powers and just you know go from there so I think that's definitely one I would encompass with him well like if we were go if we were to explore the idea of like turn meter right mm-hmm. like him him using his mind powers to like suck turn meter from people um, you know, like what kind of a follow-up might he have? I mean, I think one thing that sort of strikes me is, you know, Grodd is sort of a proud warrior sort of guy. Um, if we look at another character in the game, we've got like Arcus. I was actually going to say the issue challenge kind of reminds me of something that Grodd might, you know, try could, to do. I could totally see Grodd setting up something like that yeah. where he's, you know... <laughs> maybe not the his... same way, but definitely a, a 1v1, you're fighting me. Where maybe it's a taunt, but for a specific character. Yeah. You know, only enraged characters are going to attack Grodd kind of thing. Hmm. I think that would be really cool. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. Like, the idea that maybe, you know, Grodd has a situation where he can, you know, he can issue challenges on specific characters that have some kind of a buff or maybe a debuff on them. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes, like, sort of his free action that he might be able to take. But there's always a cost to it because, you know, right. he might get taken out. Exactly. It's like, you know, Arcus without the uh, the death immunity upgrade is a little trickier, right? You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, it can be a little dangerous, but... Right. Talking about the characters, too. Some of them, 
we have a little room to figure out what affinity we want to make them, right? I don't know what you would think for affinity for a character like Grodd, because you've got room. Yeah, yeah he, honestly, I was leaning towards energy, mm-hmm. just because he's more of a science experiment than yeah. he is uh, granted his powers from ancient artifacts or something like that. Uh, so he wouldn't necessarily be a mystic to me. I think energy is probably the, the safe route if you look at him more as his mental prowess first, uh, because that's what makes him grod. Otherwise, he's just a gorilla. Yeah, he's so. Yeah, not, I mean, not physical. I, like I said, I think if you look at what grod is, what separates him from a gorilla, a gorilla would be physical, yes. True. But grod, to be grod, you need that science coming into him to make him grod. Yeah, there's always a little yeah, bit of yeah. interpretation, yeah, right? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Grodd, you know, these days it's kind of like he's viewed as a science experiment, you know, granted his, his mental powers by, like, experimentation mm-hmm. and sort of thing. A lot of times alien energies sort of, you know, infusing him with his psychic abilities. So, like, I could I buy that argument. Hmm. Yeah, the only downside there is we've already got an Arcus who's energy. You know? it's, I always true. like to have, like, alternate. That's true, you know? that's true. Uh, but like I said, I don't really, I don't really feel mystic for him. Yeah, I you know. Agree uh, and if if you're using the enrage mechanics and different things representing his mental powers, he could be physical. But then again, it just kind of feels like a slight tweak on Bane, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. I kind of like. I feel like Grodd is definitely one of those tanky characters that can really get in there and energy has been more about mm. the shields and stuff yeah. than a full on mm-hmm. tank Yeah. so it feels like to me he kind of fits there just as a full tank instead of uh, being shielded one added thing about him being energy is that it fits the uh, the flash uh, yeah what also theme fit with flash. Yeah. it's going on there because you got flash reverse flash um, they're all energy characters I mean granted Grot's not a speedster yeah actually most Usually, of the flash Grot's villains we speedster. have in the game are, are energy because it's like you know Captain yeah. Cold yep. and you know Killer Frost mm-hmm. and like Reverse Flash mm-hmm. and you know these guys that's a very energy heavy yeah. uh, aspect of our game so our like our energy heavy things are really just the super family the lanterns and well for the most part the lanterns and then um, your your speedsters so I think he fits well into the, the energy family I, uh, I love some of the things they've done, both for for story and for visuals, where Grodd has like, come close to the Speed Force or even thrown it around a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's a neat callback to doing things like turn meter. That well, could be clearly, what we need fun. to do is what DC did in the comics and just make Deathstroke a speedster. And so you guys will all have great fun with that. <laughs> Making the fastest character game and Deathstroke. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, uh, actually, actually, just to be fair, I could totally see Grodd getting awareness. As a mechanic. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, one of the I ways... I could totally buy that. I, I, yeah, I can see that, too. I mean, to me, one of the ways you sort of can view... Awareness, to me, either is something like incredible tactical sensibility, like you're always one step ahead of everybody else because of being a genius or whatever, or extrasensory powers. Just like, being able you know, to read somebody's mind is going to give yeah, you awareness think, that their attack is I think coming. that does give you a certain advantage <laughs> when fighting an opponent, I would agree. Yeah, with that. so... I think Grodd's a good design space for you guys when you get a chance. What would be the most outrageous character that you would love to see in our game, but will never, never do? Mm. I'm going to throw out Nort. Nort. Anybody who knows who Nort is, <laughs> you probably don't. He was a Green Lantern. He's the worst Green Lantern ever, but uh, he's the there's best. There's pretty bad Green Lantern. He's the best that. and the worst at the same time. Yeah, there's some bad Green Lanterns out there. Like, I think the... 
the characters that I want to see that I know I probably won't are Brainiac and Darkseid because they're the same level as Necron and if you do end up doing them they're going to be another campaign or something else entirely they're not going to be a usable character in my mind at least well those are both characters that are interesting right because you know depending yeah. on where they are they you know like Darkseid occasionally throws punches with Superman right you know so like you could maybe argue that he could get in the game but then you, when you go on full on new god he's a little bit overpowered same thing with Brainiac right if yeah. he's like fully upgraded he's like you know, massive cosmic level threat. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I see those guys as Necron level characters. They're not going to yeah. be usable characters in game if you add them to me. Nort. I said Nort. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party, Nort. Sorry. Right. Uh, I know, I know Thanks, other characters Nort. that I personally want to see are Larflees. Larflees. Larflees would be hilarious. He's. There's a he's, lot of... He's getting to the point where you guys might almost be able to add him with some of the new mechanics we've introduced, so... We have. There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that, you know, with mechanics that, like... I, I still think there's a ton of room to explore. Oh, like, yeah, Especially definitely. variations on stuff that you've seen, like stealing powers, you know. There aren't enough characters that steal powers in the game. Mm. There's plenty of room for more of those. Yeah. You know. I know. I'd love to see us pull off dead man in some way in gameplay he's such a weird one mm. to talk about for gameplay but uh i don't know if he doesn't work then what you've got an empty spot on your you've got a ghost on your team he's not helping you win he's already dead <laughs> yes yeah, it's kind of hard to take him out because it's like he's dead already what do you what do you do with that but yeah he's, he's another fun one yeah possessing possessing the other team would be a lot of fun that would be great to like you know have him go over and possess other the enemy team and make them do bad things to their own side. So I have one other question: uh, If you were to pull any Batman villain, I know people have a lot of fun saying, "Hey, we've got a lot of Batman characters in our." We've game. already got a lot of Batman villains. Wait, <laughs> is, what? You could name more. Did Batman somebody villains. add Batman to this game and not tell me? Like Pharaoh. Pharaoh. I mean, if you're watching Adam West stuff, yeah. But <laughs> like, you can name more Batman villains than you can probably any other like hero in existence. Um, that's just because he's literally the flagship for DC for the last well, you know, 30 years. But when we were all growing up. They've so. been in so many forms of media, right. so many things. So like, we, <laughs> he's the if only there's any Batman movie. villain you'd like to see in the game that we don't have. I would love to see Two-Face. Two-Face, okay. Two-Face is one that I love just because he mm. always has that duality of you know, personality. It's just, what if this, then this. I just, I love that mentality. Not Will it fate decide? Egghead? I've, I've, I've but it sounds entertaining too. I don't know what you would actually do. I can't even. I don't, I don't want a fifty percent chance to attack, though. I well, mean, no, no, it's not necessarily a fifty percent <laughs> chance to attack. But if you uh, if you do two face similar to how Joker damaged goods was, yeah. where you attack a single target, but it has a chance to attack everybody, and then you know something like that would be kind of cool. Well, here's a here's a question, right? Though, like, let's say we were going down the path of two face, right? Um, you know, I think when you're playing, like, sometimes you get this tension between what do you expect from the character based on, you know, their comic book powers and this sort of thing, mm -hmm. and then what do you want in terms of, like, good gameplay that is actually going to be fun and effective, right? So, you know, one of the things is, you could, I can imagine you have Two-Face where every time he hits somebody, it has a chance to apply one effect or another. It's like, you know, maybe he stuns, maybe he strength downs or something like that, right? Mm. Um, the trick is that in the terms of gameplay it becomes this mechanic that you can't always rely on mm -hmm. and so that's a tricky balance like 
if you get it right, it's really fun and it's like really tense. But if you get it wrong, it's like I can't use this character because I'm relying on a team synergy with like strength downs and I can't reliably use him. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious anybody's reaction to, like, characters that are a little more, you know, you got to roll the dice and see what do they do. I, I think to that end, like, Joker wasn't as well received because of that. Yeah, I mean, you know? that's that's one of the biggest critiques we've had of those characters that have these, like, you know, big wild swings in, you know, does their power work or not mm-hmm. the way you expect is like I can't rely on this, and what I'm trying to do is build a team where I can rely on certain things so I can yeah. stack up effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of the characters that is very RNG heavy is Livewire. I feel like she fit, hits the mark pretty well. Yeah, um, but again, you're like really rolling the dice, saying like, "Am I going to get the double hit? Am I going to get like the yeah. multiple procs of her like giant lightning attack?" Yeah. Like. But, um, but her baseline is already really strong. Right, yeah, I think that's Which she, makes it okay. She doesn't drop below like some of the other characters yeah. do. Yeah, I think that's why she works, right? Because you go in and, and she's always going to be working. It just becomes this question of, oh, okay, if I set up the right conditions, is it then going to trigger a bunch of you know extra attacks that really feel great? When you get that third gigawatt attack, it's like, oh my god, yes, that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same kind of feeling that you get when Castor Reprino blasts off extra attacks constantly yeah. all the time. It's like, or flashes passive, starts procking. It's like, I think those are the kind of mechanics you would probably want to steer toward, two-faced towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, if he meets X requirement, has chance to do X cool thing, you know, yeah. whereas instead of building into the, the switching between multiple debuffs or buffs or whatever, you, you just give him a passive that has the chance to do cool things. Mm-hmm. And that's where your safe space kind of relies on those kind of characters. Hold on, I'm going to get my notebook and write all this down. <laughs> so what so, I'm hearing is no one wants Condiment King or Dog Welder. I want Condiment King and Dog Welder. I, I actually want Bat Rope. Bat Rope? Yeah. Or From, the Lego Bat Cow. <laughs> From the Lego Batman movie? Bat oh, yes. Bat Rope. <laughs> I want Lego Batman. I know, right? Don't we all. Don't go down that With a lobster. Yes. Finally, Lobster Troubadour. If yeah. we, actually, actually, if we added Lego Batman, we could finally have the four Batman team. The, we can do four oh Robins now, but we can't do four Batman. That's what everyone's asking for, clearly. Yeah. I, mean, I heard that they want more Batman. Right, Sophia? Yeah. More, more Batman. Batman. More Batman family. That's all, all right. I ever hear about. I mean, you're talking to the guy who has a Batman tattoo on his arm. So, I mean, I'll give you more Batman. It's ominous. It's actually the Tim Burton style Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's cool. All right. So, what would be your top two reworks that you would kind of like suggest us to, to do I mean, out of all of the characters that we have every character the ones that are in most desperate need are probably Hot Girl and Disco Cruise mm, okay. um, now obviously I'm going to advocate for Camo getting a nice upgrade at some point but we were <laughs> trying to go the whole po- you know podcast without Camo <laughs> it's not going to happen I'm here <laughs> again Camo my boy Kemo is well-loved by everyone on the DC Legends team, believe me. Yeah. So I kind of gathered that. You're, you're among family. So I, I've kind of gathered don't that. Worry. So. Actually, did, over lunch, we, we did a four-chemo team in a test environment. They destroyed everything. <laughs> they, they were legit, like, 
Kevin Garland is Arnold. greatly underappreciated. It is so true. Yeah. So clearly, what unfortunately, the players can't do four chemos. We, we need the chemo family. <laughs> yeah, we need, just need to put a chemo of every color into the game. Exactly, and then you can have a chemo family, and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> clearly, that's what everyone's asking for. Clearly, could be. That's what I'm asking for, but well, I'm not everybody. Well, you said you first. Change your name to every and last body and then you are. So if we're talking about uh, a rework to say Jessica Cruz or Hawkgirl, what things are you, what what, what would you want to see on them? Uh, I think Hawkgirl just needs a little bit more focus, you know, where mm. it's either, either you need to tweak her, her chances for the stun or rearrange them slightly so that they're not OP but has a guaranteed stun. Yeah. You know, I think that's really the biggest issue is that everything about her is RNG and just people just can't rely on her enough to, to get it out there to get that stun when you need it. Whereas, like, Hal, as long as he's shield, he's going to stun. Bane, as long as he's, you know, mending, he's going to stun. It's like, you want to have those kind of conditions rather than the 28% or whatever chance that Hawkgirl has. Yeah, I think especially with that, like, her AoE, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really interesting because sometimes you'll use it and nothing happens and you're like super disappointed and other times it's like, oh my gosh, I just stunned the entire enemy team. Right, and, and it feels like really good when that happens. But it's, it's not a reliable one. it's so button. rare and yeah. you just can't rely on it enough to, to make it worthwhile sometimes. So then so, if we're talking Jessie Cruz, what do you got to say about her? I honestly think it's just her numbers need a little tweaking with yeah. the amount of shield she adds and some of the other things that she does. She's a really cool design space. I just think she needs a little bit of boost upwards yeah. to, to kind of get her feeling at the same power level as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, I can see that. Cool. So. It's going to be a brutal, <laughs> brutal battle. We actually, we got we got some maces and some swords. And, no. <laughs> All so right. over, over there's this thing called crazy team comps. And what we wanted to do today, we thought it might be fun, is for Ogre to bring a crazy team comp and then go against Josh. How crazy of a team comp are we talking about? Well, we're about I to come up with a lot of team comps that are just out of the box. Uh, we did and four chemos, and that was No, crazy. yeah, that's true. But I'm using one of one of characters like I'm supposed game. to. Play by the rules. Play by the rules. Play by the rules. Play, let's play um, by the rules. But no cheating. I do this thing when, with Hatemail, and uh, he actually will test the team's because I don't have the character, he has most of the characters geared out. Mm. Uh, he'll test my team comps and he'll come back and feedback and you know we'll talk about it on their podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the so that's we where that comes from. Yeah, podcast. the We Are Our Legends yeah, podcast, not the Oddsman. The Oddsman is my podcast. I would love to get that segment in there, but ours is monthly, theirs is weekly. So mm-hmm. mm. okay, so what would your team comp be? All right, so I think the one that I'm going to go with, I've dubbed. Passive aggressive, and it's Wonder Woman, Princess Themyscira, Flash, Castaway, Green Arrow, and Bane. Okay. The idea here is that everybody's just going to start punching you in the face randomly, and you're not going to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going for lots of extra attacks, yeah. bonus attacks, this sort of thing. Yep. Princess Themyscira, passive Bane. Okay. So you're going to write this on a whiteboard, Josh? Yeah, yeah. We're just, we have a whiteboard right here. We can forward do. on the mic. Josh is. We can see the gears. They're they're turning. There's there's actually some fire coming off of Josh right now as he like steams up. And it's rather entertaining. All right. So, um, first off, in order to go up against Bane and uh, Castaway, throw in a Power Girl. Um, she'll take out a lot of that. The only threat at that point is you have to deal with Princess Themyscira. So you need someone to 
kind of give her a little bit of defense. Um, Harley Quinn, Mad Jester would probably work out well there to divert a lot of the stuff there, which means you probably want a pretty quick-moving um, mystic character that can put in a lot of hurt on Flash to make Harley a little bit more protected. So that makes me want to think Siren would be a good fit there. Um, or you can Red Robin Zatanna that. Mm. Um, Red Robin will also give you a lot of um, purges off the enemy team. He makes Bane not be such a threat or Flash. Um, in addition to being able to give the true sight um, to people and the turn meter up boost. So that's probably going to be my team is going to be a Zatanna, Red Robin, uh, Power Girl, and Harley Quinn Mad Jester team to take that out. So who yeah. wins, Sean? That is an interesting question. Cause In your head. Uh, I don't know. I, this one I'd have to like game out. It's actually kind of tricky. Really? Right? Yeah, I mean, this is... Because I can see, like, you got to shut down Bane by keeping him out of being overhealed, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, every time you're hitting him, you're running that risk that he's just going to start mending all over again. And so, you know, debuffing him is one of the best ways to do that. So I think your Red Robin solution to, like, handling Bane, for instance, uh, could be really effective because he can both put the, the buff immunity on him as well as, like, help other characters, you know, hit them. The counter strategy where you've got, like, you're running Harley and, like, Power Girl... That's kind of an interesting approach because you can, like, if uh, if you get Princess of Themyscira hitting Harley, potentially she could hit back and do some real damage. You know, she's going to, like, debuff and lose, like, her evasions, for instance. But if she takes out Princess of Themyscira, that's going to be bad for that team. But if you can keep the Princess of Themyscira running, you know, you make sure that you uh, don't have a bunch of debuffs on your team so that she's just hitting with all these buff immunity attacks that could really work you because that could shut down Power Girl, right? That like Power Girl's not going to be able to strength up. Mm-hmm. She's going to lose her death immunity. Then you're just like, she's wiped out. Yeah, you need to be able to protect her. Yeah. Um, so Power Girl is probably the riskiest, uh, actually, choice on that team. Um, if anything, I might swap Power Girl uh, for someone who can go invisible that could really activate Red Robin uh, to be able to start applying that buff immunity. Well, if you're swapping out characters, what would you swap out? Ogre? To be fair, I really like this team. It's one that I'm constantly even trying to build, but I always end up finding other characters I want to bring up to 11 first. So See, I will get around to this team eventually and just mm. let it loose at some point. See, I would I would say, like, the invisibility one, that could be interesting. Like, I might say that if you had, like, a Clayface... Clayface might be plus a, just, yeah. plus a bunch of really strong invisibility characters. If you can keep those characters invisible so that, like, Princess Themyscira doesn't go in and shut them down, then all the counterattacks and random attacks aren't going to hit because yep. invisibility will protect against that, um, which could be... I don't know, because Wonder that Woman and Castaway both have purges... Yeah, and their attacks too. So, well, and if, Clayface if you, putting on such a big stack of stuff, right? yeah, they're not, gonna get purged. Yeah, you when can, Princess you can, of the Summer hits him twice with Fury of Zeus, Castaway Grunier hits him twice with his basic. Like they're uh, gone at that point, yeah. and he can't do it again. Red Robin might give the team the speed it needs to take out. No, he he is he's kind of a wild card, I yeah. think, on that one. Josh is a big fan of Red Robin. I, I really he's, like he's his character design. I'm waiting to use him. He looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So he's good. He's good. Uh, do you want to want to have Greg take one? Yeah, Greg. What yeah, you Greg. Do? All right, all right. Um, this team. Why don't we do another team? All right, this one. Let's go with Ares, Grundy, Clayface, and Lobo. Ooh. 
Uber tanks. Right. Um, Heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got a little bit of cheap death. I'm gonna I'm gonna support that phrase that you guys just coined. Um, <laughs> you've got a lot of revive happening there, so I definitely want to bring some people on there with heal block. I just find red hood kind of fun to play because of all the extra attacks, uh, the heal immunity, the bleed. The uh, bleed there is actually going to keep up really well with uh, Ares gaining stamina down. Uh, stamina up over and over and over. Clayface is really tricky. Like right now, I keep finding Robin fighting Clayface in the challenge. So you can get one turn of bleeds and then they all burn off. So for a mystic to kind of help out there, I uh, like running to uh, Vixen quite a bit, even though those... Even though Bleeds only stay on Clayface for a turn, that's enough time for her to jump in and stun him. So we've got uh, we've got kind of a Red Hood Vixen. Um, I like the Red Robin True Sight, which would help out a lot against all these Mystics that you've stacked up. And then I might even just take a uh, take a Huntress in there for the high crit and the extra heal immunity. Just try to get as many turns as I can where you've got heal block and just keep those people down. Yeah. It's nice to see a Lobo team that doesn't have Deathstroke, so you can actually focus on taking him out if you have to. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right, Greg, that like going with heal block is like probably a strong way to go in to try and shut down like Clayface, Grundy. Oh yeah. Kind of Three of the four characters there. Uh, it just becomes a question of like can you move fast enough to like he take advantage that much HP. Yeah, because like you know you just gotta grind. Yeah, I, you know who I, who I'm missing here is probably Doctor Fate. Oh yeah, Doctor Fate's yeah, got Fate, a little bit of the heal immunity Fate plus, plus Red Hood plus you know maybe Huntress if you've got her fully upgraded. You I know, those totally like, agree. I, I might Robin swap maybe. Vixen for Fate. Absolutely, and because mm-hmm. Fate once those heal blocks go out on the enemy team, he's gonna start throwing some free attacks too. Mm-hmm. Um, so pairing him with Red Hood and uh, Huntress at that point will be very nice. Mm-hmm. So we're clearly going to have to take these teams to the lab, to the bat cave, and test them out and see who wins. All right. So, you know, we're, we've actually gone probably our longest podcast thus far, but we wanted to give you some time to, you know, ask us questions. So we'll have a little slot here for you to kind of grill us. All right. Well, obviously, I, I have to ask it. When can I expect the Kemo rework? We do like Kemo a lot. Like, like is, honestly, I love him too, and I'm, I'm not saying he needs a lot I, by any means. He just needs a little bit to get you know back into PvP. Swing. If only I had complete control over what we do in this game, I would totally rework Kemo. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there's other, other well, yeah. people have different opinions, and we have to balance all these things. But uh, I'm hoping someday we do get a reworked Kemo because I feel like there's a couple areas. That would, I mean, he's a toxic chemical Pillsbury Doughboy. What is not to like about Camo? What are the percentages behind the terms low, medium, and high when you're going into farm gear materials or fragments? Mm. So, what are the what are the actual numbers behind those? That oh wow, I don't have that off the tip of my tongue to be honest with you. Like low is you know like rare is pretty rare. Rare, mm-hmm. rare is like I want to say like under five percent or less. I mean it's it's pretty bad, right? Low 
gosh, I don't know if you guys actually remember. I mean, I'm you know trying to give away all the details, right? Like you know, this, the game is built a little bit on like you know random numbers. Uh, a lot of those are still built on Troy's old numbers, so and everyone knows Troy, Josh. So that. That's yeah, Troy was one of our designers at the launch of the game who did a lot of the heavy lifting on our like system tuning and everything. Um, I think you know when you get into the like the high percentages, I think you're generally talking something in the area of like I want to say thirty to forty percent or higher. Like you know, high, is, high is pretty solid, that. right? Um, the other ones, you know, like some of that, I, I honestly I don't know off the top of my head, and you know I don't want to like. Each each one actually does represent a range, you know. They're, okay. They're not all the same, and so right. Like so each, it's not exact. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually like that's each, good enough, right there, because we have estimates in the community, and knowing that it's a range, not a specific number, is actually something. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely true, and that you generally, you know, we do try and reward you that if you are farming like certain PVE nodes and whatever. That um, if they're both listed as medium, but one costs a little bit more energy, you know what? It's probably giving you a better drop rate. That, like, you know, we do try That's and balance good it according to that. Good to know. New PvE content. Everyone's obviously, everybody <laughs> says new PvE content. And obviously, <laughs> we want to know as a community. Like, it depends on how you look at it, obviously, because the hero challenges are constantly coming through. And they are new content, technically. But what I think a lot of players are more interested in is when are we going to get an extension of the campaign or an additional campaign? Well, I think, you know, it's a good question, right? Because... You know, there's there's a whole storyline to the campaign. There's a lot of content there. We go to a lot of different locations. It's pretty cool. The trick is when you want to have like more of that. It's a lot. There's there was a lot of work in, in building that in the first place, and so it does take time. I can't commit to anything like as a specific time frame. Um, we've always had plans for multiple chapters, actually more like seasons. If you think of like the Necron adventure and you know fighting Necron. That, you know, it is intended that we have a conclusion and then like a season two where you face some new things. It's just building all that new content is tricky, right? Because it's like, it's new villains, it's new enemies that you're facing, new locations. There's plenty in the DC universe. It just, it does take time to build all that stuff. Now, one of the things, because this has been coming up a lot in the community, is we're asking ourselves like, well, is there ways to, you know, kind of, have a little more bite-sized chunk of new PVE content um, so that people feel like, oh, you know what? My like high-level gear 11 maxed out hero, um, there's a meaty challenge for me to face. So we are, we are working on that one. What is planned for the hangar bay and the <laughs> legendary <laughs> events? There will be a legendary event. Well, okay, so I will, I will say... <laughs> That's that, like, the problem. It's been coming soon since game launch. <laughs> I know. It's still coming soon, though. The thing is, we plan this game to be like a thousand-year game. So, like, we have a very, very long roadmap ahead of us. So we're all going to be... We're hoping that we invent immortality soon so we can all play. <laughs> so we're working on that. But, yeah, you're, you've twigged that there are some things in the Watchtower that were intended to be expanded on. The Hangar Bay is one of them. The Legendary Events, obviously. And, you know, the best hint that I can drop on that is if you look at what is in... The little legendary event thing it is a big floating skull book. So, um, you know, there that that is that is the best hint I can give. Right and now. actually, the hangar bay was originally what we were going to use for red alerts, but we ended up creating a different widget for it because we felt it kind of like was a little bit more uh, thematically appropriate for it. Okay. 
the room the watchtower has plenty of room for expansion though right yeah we do have to like there's we're building and we have to you know just keep building and building all right well this is a personal question then are you ever going to introduce a way to rewind a character gear level whatever yeah this is this is coming up lately certainly i mean i think especially after we started respecting heroes uh and that people reacted like oh gosh i would like to spend my legendary points in a different way mm-hmm. so this is something that is on our radar that you know we hear the community is asking for and you know we want to kind of respect the idea that you might make some choices that later you regret and that you want to have a path to rewind at the same time, we don't want people to abuse this and be like, oh, I'm just constantly respecting my hero for like whatever situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of not in the spirit of the game. We sort right. of wanted you to like make some commitments and then build on that. And, you know, when we're trying to design heroes with the idea, like if you look at Power Girl is a great example where depending on how you spend your legendary points, especially initially, you're putting her either towards like a very offensive, heavy attack focus or like a very durable defense-oriented sort of power girl. And it's only when you get her to like max rank that she then becomes like kind of everything to all people. Right. Okay. Let's have Sean tease it out. Am I going to tease out? Oh, well. Sean, you did a teaser last time. uh, Did I? Okay, well, all I can say is that uh, March does, we are planning to do a pretty big month. It should be pretty exciting. And if you've got green, I would suggest you wear it. Hmm. It's going to be a green month. We we should mention that people. Josh, are you going to spoil something? Yeah. No. Josh, are you teasing? I'm not much? spoiling. I'm Josh. not spoiling. It's a teaser. Your job is on the line, Josh. Choose your words very, very carefully. Go. You guys want to get in big alliances right now. That's what you want. You want to like get in those big alliances. You want to team up with your uh, your friends, uh, make new friends, join the communities. Um, it is a very good time to get into an alliance because something big's coming. Uh, let's file this under potential. I didn't know this just came to me while we were you guys can... this. Yeah, yeah. Talking about alliances. Um, recently, we updated the FAQ. Um, so if people have questions about alliances, um, we also updated the FAQ for uh, PvP that you can access through the game. So if you've got questions about alliances, maybe you're having some uh, friction points getting in them or leaving them or finding your uh, friend's alliance, Check out our FAQ. All right, and, and with that, I wanted to thank everyone for being here today. You know, we have the pretty full team. We have Ogre. Thank you very much for stopping by in the office. Yeah, I thanks hope, for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me, guys. This is so much fun. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed everything you know, thus far. And, you know, and not to make everyone jealous, but we are going to take Ogre into the secret lab and show him. All of our secrets. Well, not all of them, but <laughs> we're gonna we are gonna we are gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. We're opening the vault doors, so it will be the next character. And, and Kimmel will pop out. You'll see our live. I would cameras. actually lose myself <laughs> if I saw a life size camo. Jesse <laughs> hasn't made that one yet, but they should. So sure that's on the list. It's on the list. All right, and with that, we're gonna wrap this one up. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>